0: Welcome to The Daily Bolster. Each day, we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to The Daily Bolster. I am Matt Blumberg. I'm the founder and CEO of Bolster, and I am excited to be here today with Mark Maltz. Mark is a longtime CEO coach. He is part of a New York-based firm called Hula Hoop. Uh, Mark has also been my personal CEO coach for the bulk of the last 20 years, and as a good friend. Um, welcome to the Daily Bolster, Mark. Thank you very much, Matt. It's a pleasure being here. All right, so before we get into today's topic, um, you have probably coached, I don't know, 100 CEOs, 200 CEOs over your career, large companies, small companies. Uh, talk for one second about kind of what got you here. How do you? How did you get to a place where you have this experience set and the points of view that you have around scaling.
1: Sure, I mean, I think of three things that actually brought me to where I am today. The first is being very, very frustrated as a corporate executive, and not finding anything going right. Yep. I think the second is being introduced to the startup world in the late 90s by Fred Wilson. And I think the third is being asked on September 12th, nine eleven to come in and help Sandra O'Neill and partners who was headquartered on the South Tower of the World Trade Center, the 104th floor, to come in and help them figure out what to do with their lives. And that led to a whole bunch of work in what we call organizational resilience and really defined who I am today. So let's start with that. um, And
0: and let's talk about um, the leadership traits you've seen or maybe just the top one. Uh, that help a CEO drive organizational resiliency? And then does that trait also help drive scale? And then we can come back to the topic of scaling.
1: Yeah, I mean, what we discovered about Sandler and in all the, I think, close to thousands of companies we've worked with ever since, is that the number one thing that leads to resiliency is having a very strong sense of purpose. And by purpose, I don't just mean mission, which is how we usually think about it. I also think about moral purpose, that there is a moral underpinning to what you're doing. So
0: that's uh, really interesting when you think about, start to think about companies that are doing that well and companies that are doing that poorly. Uh, so, let's start with companies that are doing it well. Um, what's a great example in your mind of a company that has great purpose and moral purpose and uses that effectively uh, in driving their organization forward?
1: Yeah, I think there, believe it or not, there, there are many. I mean, you can begin with people like Salesforce, um, even Microsoft and Google, you know, these companies, Google sort of sits in that weird space. Um, Apple, some of the large health organizations like Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Institute, et cetera, et cetera. But what you find distinct about all of those companies is that if they're in the business of making money, they're also supporting large foundations, enormous giving, I mean, they really do well by including employees in all of their public ways of giving back. So,
0: yeah, I mean, something like Cleveland Clinic or Mayo Clinic, you can see there's sort of an inherent good in their business. But but double click for a second on something like Salesforce.com or Microsoft, Um, you know, more corporate, not really a social mission. Is it it's literally that they are giving money away and including employees in the purpose of that, or is there something they're weaving into kind of the fabric of their business around purpose?
1: Well, I think, you know, I'll, I'll go to the example that's existed for a long time. Um, and I'm not going to use Salesforce or Microsoft. I'll use Goldman Sachs, right? Goldman Sachs has had a foundation dedicated to children since before they went public since they were a private partnership. And they, include employees in that, but they've also given so much back to the general community and to children in general. And they've driven everything from lobby efforts in support of legislation, all the way through to just charitable giving. And I know that Salesforce has a very similar program. I know that Benioff contributes enormously to trying to eradicate the homelessness issues in San Francisco. I mean, there's a long list of what Microsoft has been doing and how they try to include their employees in those efforts. I have a a very dear friend who is part of the Microsoft uh, Accenture, actually he runs the Microsoft Accenture partnership, but he is also the president of the internal LGBTQ um, program at Microsoft. And he gets enormous support for the thousands of employees who are a part of that. So let's flip to the other side now. Let's talk about companies
0: <laughs> that are failing, and potentially the reason they're they're failing or or flailing, let's say, um, has to do with purpose or lack of purpose. So Twitter is getting a lot of headlines at the moment. Obviously, perfect example. What's exactly. your diagnosis of what's going on there?
1: Oh look, there it's endless, and it's been you know, torn apart in the in the press endlessly. But I think it's been very clear from the beginning that Elon Musk, who is um, admittedly of a certain psychological diagnosis, um, doesn't care. He does not have that kind of moral purpose in him, right? He is, I don't know whether he's devoid of that or not, but I know from uh, from what I've read, that he doesn't try to promote that. He finds it extraneous. He finds it something that I'm not gonna, actually, I'm going to cut out. He eliminated the public you know, committee that was overseeing how Twitter is used in the world. I mean, it's just not part of his framework at all. And now we see the chaos that gets derived from it. Um, and now, not that I only wanna talk about
0: social media, but let's move to Facebook for a second. Uh, maybe as our last, last question here, Facebook meta, um, you know, there certainly was, it felt like the beginning of the company, there was purpose around yeah. connectivity. Um, what has happened there on the topic of purpose?
1: Well, the person heading it up has decided they, he wants to go in a very different direction. And he has made it very publicly clear that he is the primary owner and he doesn't really care about giving back to the shareholder that he believes that he's doing right for the shareholder and he doesn't need to listen to them. So he has changed the course. Now, only history will tell us if it you know, turns out correct or not. Mark, one
0: piece of advice for CEOs as they think about how to put
1: purpose into their leadership style. Um, I think working on your empathy and really understanding what is behind emotional intelligence. So really sort of developing your EQ, because unless you really care about what's happening to your stakeholders, your employees, your customers, your suppliers, unless you really care and think about and put yourself into those people's shoes and have some empathy, I don't think you can ever get to purpose.
0: That is a great Line to leave us with. Mark, thank you for joining us on the Daily Bolster.
1: Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Bolster, the new way to find the right executives. We supercharge startup growth by matching CEOs with transformational executives,
1: mentors, and board members without the hassle of traditional talent sourcing. Start searching for free at bolster.com.